0: I think maybe we finally got it.
1: I don't know. I guess we'll be able to tell when we're editing. (laughs) Hi there. Hello. (laughs) Welcome back to Prosecco Theory, everybody. It's just us tonight. Having some technical difficulties. (laughs) We've had so many guests lately, I almost feel like we forgot how to just be together.
0: Aww.
1: (laughs) To get back to our roots. That's right. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling okay. Work has been kicking my ass in a big way this month. I'm very much looking forward to year-end, in a business sense, being over. Yes. How about for you? How's your year-end going?
0: Well, at the moment, I'm very full.
1: (laughs) So am I. We had a lot of food tonight. I was starving.
0: I was, too. Guys, we just had giant dinners, and then, like, five minutes later, decided we absolutely needed chocolate, So I ordered from Postmates and had someone go to Walgreens for me. This is like true (laughs) confessions.
1: Seriously. I'm not even on my period right now. How about you? Nope. That's definitely something that would happen when I was on my period, but tonight it was just a deep need. A deep need for peanut butter M&Ms and cheddar and sour cream ruffles. Peanut butter M&Ms, that's my jam. I'm not even high. (laughs) If anyone listening ever goes on a date with me, bring me some peanut butter M&Ms. It's going to be a real good start. I mean, she does a lot for no gift. I don't know what she'd do for that.
0: Anywho. Well,
1: your mind can't even imagine.
0: <laughs> I actually think it's kind of hilarious that we just did that and indulged in so many snacks when we're about to go into the topic we're going to talk about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that is also stereotypical of this setting of New Year's resolutions. There, I said it. It's like a big reveal. The big re- dun 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 dun. Yeah, well, tis the season for overindulgence, right? That's right. It's a slight nuance from our regular season,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Normally, I'm so um, what a. Am- judicious what the fuck
1: am i trying I don't to know, say i you are wearing your glasses i am
0: i'm very studious today <laughs> rbg over there <laughs> it's because i uh my eye was itching and i rubbed it so hard my contact fell out and i was like i could take a break now i'm just you know a librarian in my free time <laughs> so megan yeah sorry to finish yawning <laughs> are you someone who makes new year's resolutions historically
1: i have made some but not every year How did they work out for you? They did not work out. Mm. And by that, I mean, I did not work out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Relatable. How about you? Do you make resolutions?
0: You know, I have in the past. I haven't recently, like in the last few years, I've kind of decided they're dumb. And, And not because they're actually dumb. I don't think it's dumb to like set an intention and work towards it. And we'll get into all this. But I think that there ends up being a lot of pressure around the idea of making a big change on this particular day, because that's when you're supposed to do it.
1: Right. Well, and I think a lot of people are probably going to feel like just surviving this year is success unto itself. Exactly. No need to set further resolutions.
0: Right. I actually have a list here from an Ipsos poll of 2020 New Year's resolutions. So this was taken a year ago. It was like (laughs) 2000 plus people. I bet not many
1: people wrote, get vaccinated.
0: Probably not. No, we had, Nobody had any idea what the fuck was coming. Apparently 38% of the Americans that were polled planned to have resolutions for 2020. 20% were multiple resolutions. 18% were just one. I can't help but think there are so many ways to get derailed as it is. How many people could possibly have kept their resolutions this year?
1: Well, I guess it depends let's say your resolution was fitness or health oriented. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had much more time on their hands than usual this year. Sure. As long as you were able to remain healthy, probably had more time to work out, focus on wellness. I'm not saying like I did any. of that. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> weird because yes, I had more time and no, I did not do that.
1: Well, hmm. some people's quarantine bod is banging, and some people's quarantine bod ends in peanut butter m ms watching Shit's <laughs> Creek the night you're going to record about New Year's resolutions. Right.
0: I mean, I was joking about gaining the COVID-19 <laughs> from early this year. It's like the freshman 15.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I'm Ugh. scared to go back to the office because I have to put on my work pants. <laughs>
0: Right now you can just wear pajama pants and a nice top for your Zoom. I
1: wonder how my company would feel about wearing
0: leggings in the office. Ooh, not that they sponsor us or anything, but I keep seeing ads for this company, Beta Brand, and they do dress pants that are basically yoga pants, oh. but they look like dress pants. So you can always check them out. And they have a hound's tooth print that's actually little teeny cat heads. Oh, wow. Well, I think maybe you need sold. that. Sold. <laughs> anyway, of the resolutions that were made last year, 51% were financial good yep 51% also were eating healthier and remember some people had multiple so this is not going to add up to 100 50% was being more active 42% lose weight 38% improve mental well-being 30% improve social connections 22% develop a new skill 22% be more environmentally friendly, and 19% health-related goals like reducing alcohol intake, quit smoking, get more sleep, that kind of stuff.
1: Several of those fall into the health category. Yeah. So everybody's trying to be healthier. The financial one, I could see because I feel like year-end especially, it's like you're getting those year-end paychecks that kind of show what you made and how much money was taking out in taxes. Yeah. Is, you know, it's kind of like financial planning, I feel like, towards the end of the year.
0: Well, that and you just blew your wad on Christmas presents or
1: whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a softball. I can't even. <laughs> Sorry, am <laughs> I am memory. Uh-oh. Blew your wad. Okay, All right.
0: What well, are we doing? We're... Okay. Actually, I bet that is one that a lot of people have been able to stick to if they made a financial resolution this year because – there's so much less travel and so much less just going out
1: on the I town. I don't know though, because I think people were heavily investing in retail therapy. True. Like money that they weren't mm-hmm. spending other places, or people that were deciding, on well, i spending all this time at home, so I'm going to redo this bedroom or spend a bunch of money on my yard, which That's is what true. I did. Well, and yeah, didn't you say that the hot tub people were so, so backed up because everybody was doing this this year? Yeah. So basically, what they told me is that hot Hot tub sales were up like 200% during COVID Oof. because all these people that were going to go like on a trip to Hawaii or whatever with their whole family and then they couldn't do that. So they, they want to make their yard an oasis instead? Well, I kind of made my yard you into a Hawaii, but I enjoyed it a lot. Took that money and put it into like something they could enjoy at home, like a hot tub. A so tub. the guy that I bought my hot tub from, he told me that in a normal year, like in a good month, he would sell 10 hot tubs. I bought mine like the third week of the month, and he had already sold 58 that month. Jesus. I bought mine in May. I got it in September. And when I got it, I said, if I had ordered a hot tub today, when do you think I would get it? And he said, probably July. Because it's not just demand, but it's also, like, depending on the brand you buy, like, where the parts are made, because that's another thing that's hard right now yeah. is, like, yeah. getting parts from other countries. Right. And
0: yeah, supply chains are affected. Remember the dude who ghosted me earlier this year? Which one? What do you mean, which one? Only one person ghosted I'm me. I'm sorry. I g-
1: God, it's been a fish. long year. Fuck. <laughs>
0: Anyway, he builds decks for a living and like nice residential, very expensive decks on nice homes. Decks. (laughs) And sometimes you like to sit on a nice deck. (laughs) She's laughing at my word.
1: Deck. Well, I'm also thinking about this random meme that was sent to me about deck picks. Yes. 10 out of
0: 10. Would sit on. (laughs) That's a good meme. Well, I'll post it. Anyway, he said that there were so many more people calling trying to get on their schedule. And it's like, no, guys, we've been full for a long time. But everybody wants to spend money on those things this year because what the
1: fuck else are they going to do? Besides, he might not show up. True. <laughs> Fucking guy. Um, how do New Year's resolutions even start?
0: Thank you for asking, Megan. Why, you're welcome. I found an article today. Didn't have to do a whole lot of research for this episode, but um, I was rather pleasantly surprised to find this article from Mental
1: Floss from about two years ago. I'm sorry, what? Mental Floss. I don't know. As in dental floss, but for your mind. Okay. <laughs> you can call me stupid again
0: because I literally did not even think of that connection until you just said that. When you
1: <laughs> it out loud i was like wait what they're gonna think we're high again
0: i swear we're not it's the m ms <laughs> it's those damn m ms i am leaning back to rest my food
1: <laughs> while I talk. well now you have to explain what rest your food means oh i
0: had a roommate in college who after she'd eat a big meal she she'd be like i gotta go rest my food and she'd lay down for a while Take
1: that makes a nap. perfect sense it does sometimes you gotta get prone <laughs> hashtag get prone well that's gonna be in the show notes Hell yeah. Okay. What? (laughs) You were about to educate us all on the beginning of New Year's resolutions.
0: This article from Mental Floss. It's called (laughs) Why Do We Make New Year's Resolutions by um, Shanna Yellen. And I'm just going to read this because I cannot succinctly cliff notes it for you. Cliff's notes? Cliff's notes.
1: I have a struggle (laughs) with the fact that the cliffs is plural. Cliff's Cliff's notes. notes. Yeah, it's kind of like masks masks or edited it <laughs> edited we do sound high swear to god we are not high we're high on life tonight that's, that's right. right
0: Man, i'm just going a little batshit it's the end of this crazy year and i did only get four and a half hours of sleep last night i was up till 2 30 wrapping presents and watching movies okay god damn it i'm gonna read this tell us why it's
1: so suspenseful so suspenseful
0: Around 4,000 years ago in Babylon, the earliest recorded celebration honoring the coming of a new year was held. Calendars weren't as they are today, so the Babylonians kicked things off in late March during the first new moon after the spring equinox. The collective ceremonial events were known as the Akitu Festival, which lasted 11 days. Sounds like the Babylonians could party. I bet they could. The festivities were dedicated to the rebirth of the sun god Marduk. M- Marduk? <laughs>
1: Just because it looks weird doesn't mean you have to say it weird.
0: But the Babylonians made promises in order to get off nope. <laughs> 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 to get on the right side of all <laughs> to get on the right side of all their gods. They felt this would help them start the new year off on the right foot. Resolutions continued on with the Romans. When the early Roman calendar no longer synced up with the sun, Julius Caesar decided to make a change. He consulted with the best astronomers and mathematicians of the time and introduced the Julian calendar, which more closely represents the modern calendar we use today. Caesar declared January 1st the day of the year to honor the god of new beginnings, Janus. J- Janus? Janus.
1: Janus. <laughs> I think the J <laughs> is
0: uh, J-A-N-U-S. I just am picturing uh, Janice from the Muppets. That's not what I'm picturing. I know. Anyway, the Romans celebrated the new year by offering sacrifices to
1: Janice. (laughs) To Anus. (laughs) That's a whole different party, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Normally, it's the other way around. You offer your anus as a sacrifice. (laughs) Please have my sacrificial anus. Fine, it's your birthday. (laughs) I want to know how this is pronounced. I have to look it up. Okay. (sighs) Okay, are you ready? Yes. Janus. Darn. I mean, you're right. Janus. Janus. We were both
0: right. I said Janus, you said anus. It's
1: Janus. We're always better together. That's true. Okay. Wow. So I
0: think well, that's interesting, though, that like the idea of starting the new year, you know, with a clean slate, start fresh, get off on the right foot. All those fucking what do you call those like, idioms? Colloquialism
1: really dressed up to me. They said they made promises in order to get on the right side of all of their gods. Yeah, it was almost more like they were coerced. <laughs>
0: they. You just heard the word God and assumed (laughs) coercion. I
1: just, I'm going to say some shit because then maybe they'll love me more instead of like, no, I really want to do this thing for myself. Okay. feel bad for the Babylonians. Right.
0: Fair enough. But that's kind of how shit was back then. They made offers and sacrifices. And
1: I mean, life was probably pretty hard already. Okay, so many people do not keep their New Year's resolutions. Correct. We looked at an article called Why Are New Year's Resolutions So Easy to Break by Maria Tremarchi for How Stuff Works. It says 35% of us who make New Year's resolutions break them by the end of January, and only 23% of everyone who makes a resolution will see it through to completion. Mm hmm. of us blame our busy schedules for our lack of follow-through. That's me. I fall in that category for sure. Well, and I think that's valid. I think it depends on how big of a priority it is for you. Well,
0: and how well you've set yourself up.
1: True. Or how huge the goal might be. Right. You have to prepare to make the decision to change. Right. Typically, it's something that you think about for a while And you think about the reasons for doing it and how important it is to you before you actually get to the point of making a decision. And if you do that, then the odds that it's going to be something you actually follow through on are greater because you've already spent that time thinking about why it's important to you. You've put in some work on the front end there to make sure that you're... Laid some groundwork, yep. Yeah. This article also says that it can take longer than 21 days for a lot of us to change a habit. Apparently 21 days is what most people believe it takes to change a habit. But it can take anywhere from 18 to 245 days.
0: For sure. I would always get so irritated when people would be like, you just need to do it for three weeks, whatever it was. Like, I'm starting to try to go to the gym again. And like, just do it for is three it weeks. You'll get into the routine. days is
1: a thing. I haven't heard yeah. this before. Three weeks. I, I have always heard three weeks. Okay.
0: And no, it's Sounds not that like fucking bullshit simple. bullshit if the
1: habit you're trying to change is like smoking or something. Well, True. But it's like this one generic
0: number. Like everything else we say, everything's a fucking spectrum. No one is going to react the same as the next person to any of this shit. And so... Sure, it's going to take a different amount of time.
1: Going back to the whole vision board episode, which there's probably a lot of crossover between Mm -hmm. the concepts in that episode and this one. Remember how on your vision board you put small changes? Yes. That is another indicator that you might be successful. Basically, baby steps. Because if you make a resolution that's such a radical change for you Mm -hmm. in your habits or your lifestyle or whatever then of course you're not going to stick with it because it's too much of a departure.
0: You're setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One thing that article talked about that I like, just as a concept and
0: not just about this, but in life, researchers are also examining a phenomenon called decision fatigue that plays a part in how likely we are to keep resolutions. The more decisions that we have to make in a day, even really small ones, the more depleted your willpower and self-control will be as the day wears on. So if I'm like saving my self-control for dinner, mm-hmm. then by the time I get to dinner, I'm probably, you know, just given that I've had to make decisions in life, kids and work you're and whatever.
1: Postmates some M&Ms after you eat dinner. I would never do such a thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's just an example. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just harder when you're tired later in the day to stick to the shit you wanted to stick to. Yes. So how do you keep it if you want to make a resolution?
1: A couple articles we read said that you're supposed to frame it in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, you could say, I'm going to make sure I go for a walk or get some form of exercise for 30 minutes every day. Right. It's not a negative. I need to fix or change this thing about myself. Instead, it's like, I'm going to make a choice to do something that's healthy or good for me.
0: Right. So it's fighting against, say it with me. Shame. Oh. You didn't say it with me. I
1: thought you were right. Say it with me. Shame. Shame. <laughs> I thought you were right. There's also an article that we looked at called 15 Ways to Actually Achieve Your New Year's Resolutions in 2020 in the January 7th, 2020 issue for Forbes. Write it down is one thing. Make it fun. Make it kind of an incremental approach. So small changes like yeah. we were talking about before.
0: Like a goal a week instead of one big goal for the year. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Let's see. I'm not going to read everyone. Create a vision board. Obviously, we've talked about that. Create a team of accountability partners. Mm I actually like that one for a lot of different things. You know, if you tell people that you are trying to do something, basically bring them in on it. Then they can help hold you accountable because you know that those people are going to ask you about your progress. They're going to encourage you. Mm -hmm. And if you specifically tell them that you want them to do that, then you have to be accountable to someone besides yourself.
0: Yeah. And like we were talking about with Sarah last week, putting it out there means that you're owning it and rejecting the negativity of it, rejecting that there's maybe a stigma or some shame around it and saying, Here's this thing that I'm working on.
1: That's why you see a lot of people like on Instagram and stuff document Mm -hmm. a weight loss journey or any kind of journey because not only is it helpful to others who are going through the same thing, Mm -hmm. but they usually get a lot of support rallied around them. And then they're accountable to that audience, basically. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's helpful for them and for the people who are learning from them. All right. So since like half of people who do this more than half, really, have some sort of health-related goal. Mm -hmm. Have any of your previous New Year's resolutions been,
1: Jesus Brooklyn, been health-related? I would guess more than half. Yeah. And it would vary as the years go on, depending on what's happening in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, specific health-related goals or healthy goals, whether it's lifestyle choices or fitness choices or food choices or whatever. Yeah. I think there's definitely been a lot of those. Me too.
0: (laughs) Same, same. I ask because I found an article by Nicole Pager for HuffPost from last year that's called A New Year's Resolution Should Not Be Used as a New Start on Your Health. And there were a couple things that really stuck out to me. The biggest of them being the idea of a New Year's resolution at all has a lot of cultural and societal pressure along with it. There's a behavioral counselor, uh, Nick Fry, who was quoted as saying the problem with this lies in the concept of intrinsic value versus extrinsic motivation. With intrinsic motivation, we are driven to achieve our goals because they reflect our most personal values, our truest aspirations and our most authentic selves. Extrinsic motivation means we base our goals on what other people think we are supposed to achieve.
1: That really spoke to me like that seems very fucking true. Yeah, that is true. I like this one that talks about how the January wellness movement Mm -hmm. is overwhelming. Yeah. Where like everybody's at the gym, it's packed, you can't get on any equipment, the trainers are super busy, so you can't really get in with them. I mean, back when I was younger and had more free time and I would go to the gym several times a week, I remember how much I always hated January at the gym. Yeah. Because you have like all the regular people that you would see at the gym all the time, and you'd always look at each other and like roll your eyes because all these fucking newbies, all these new people, and you're like, just give it a month and they'll all drop off.
0: Because by the end of January, what, 35% did we say?
1: Yeah. Have already dropped out. But the statistic, at least according to this article, the failure rate for health related resolutions is said to be almost 80%.
0: I mean, that seems consistent because the other article said by the end of the year, only 23% had actually stuck with it and succeeded. So mm-hmm. that makes sense.
1: I mean, a lot of people have created these goals with a lot of motivation and good intentions. And then you get sidelined, whether it's because you're too busy at work or, mm-hmm. you know, something major happens in your life that year. I mean, I think to be fair, we should say it's pretty easy to get sidetracked because oh yeah remember that episode where I talked about the mailman? I do. And how like he went to the gym twice a day, but in order to stick with that, he had to be so regimented in his life that he would literally turn down. Yeah, he didn't have a life. Invitations and things because he wouldn't miss the gym. It's dedication. I haven't been
0: to the gym in a long time and I don't miss it at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I got dad jokes for days today. (laughs) Seriously. Uh But it's sort of like the same thing, I think, with people who are on a very strict diet. Mm -hmm. If you're doing it for health reasons, like that's just the breaks, You know, you have to accommodate. You have to make it happen. Right. Like if you're severely diabetic or something like that.
0: Or like you, celiac, and you can't have the gluten. Like, what are you going
1: to do? But if you are on such a strict diet, but the motivation is not because you're required to do it for a health related reason, then it can interfere with your regular life. So I guess all I'm trying to say here is that if you make a goal that doesn't allow for moderation or socialization Mm -hmm. or, you know, forces you to cut things out of your life pretty consistently that bring you happiness, like you're not going to do it. If it doesn't fit in
0: with your actual life, the way that you live your life, yeah, you're not going to stick with it because you're going to miss those things that you normally would have.
1: Right. At some point, you will decide it's not worth it because you're not happy. Yeah. Yes, I will.
0: (laughs) The other thing is like how many times I've done it a million times. How many times have you said, I'm going to not have sugar after eight o'clock or whatever. I'm going to eat a salad every day for lunch. I'm going to whatever the fuck you're making some change. And one day you miss it. You don't do the thing you said you're going to do. And then you're like, oh guess I'm done with that right it's like all or nothing rather than it being a little quote misstep I guess if you want to call it that but the idea that you can just pick back up tomorrow is so hard because Mm -hmm. it's this all or nothing mentality which is kind of at odds with something else I was going to say is I have many times done whole 30 in January you've done it a couple times with me yep for those who don't know it's basically like 30 days of extreme paleo no alcohol no sugar no dairy no grains no soy no legumes very little fun. Yeah, and on
1: and
0: on and on. <laughs> and on and on. It's not meant to be forever, but for me, it's always been a good like reset, especially after the holidays when I'm just eating whatever the fuck because it's you know there's a bunch of parties and it's Thanksgiving and I'm indulging and then it's Christmas and I'm indulging more and whatever right.
1: and then so, it's New Year's.
0: Exactly. So it's just it's been a good reset for me. And something that I've really liked about it is that for me, I find it a lot easier to stick to that extreme all or nothing model. I'm sure it helps that it's
1: only 30 days. It's finite, right? It's not forever. You see a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Well, and to my point earlier about sometimes life just gets in the way. What if you were doing Whole30 and you broke your leg or you had a loved one pass away? Or you got pregnant. Yeah. You have to be almost in a bubble, it feels like, to maintain that long term. Even 30 days is hard. I mean, The times that I did it with you, I was like fine for the first week okay for the second week sick of it by the third week Mm -hmm. and the fourth week I was like dying for it to be over (laughs) yeah
0: I don't know I mean there's so much to the saying like all things in moderation right it's not healthy to live your life at any extreme for very long Right. The goal is to find a way to do things in moderation. That's always been a big struggle for me coming off of those whole 30s. I have found it really hard to maintain a level where I don't feel like at the end of the year, I need to do whole 30 again.
1: Well, maybe that's that extremeness we were talking about. Maybe instead of cutting out all those things at once, if you want to do it long term, you cut out one thing at a time, you know, yeah, Cut out one thing and you get used to it, or rather than cut out, cut back on, you know, see that
0: but that's hard for me. The cutting back, that's the part that I struggle with. It's so much easier if I have hard and fast rules. Like you can have this, you can't have this. I don't have to worry about amount of anything. I can just say, this is off the table. Mm. I find that so much easier, but it's not sustainable long term, nor is it healthy
1: long term. I don't think anything extreme is healthy or sustainable long-term. Well,
0: this January, as I have previously disclosed, I will be doing another dry January.
1: (laughs) I will join you in that Yes.
0: We will cheers with sparkling water or
1: something. Gee, that sounds exciting.
0: I know. Maybe I'll have kombucha.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of overlap in this
0: topic from the reading that we did last week talking about alcohol use, right?
1: Mm-hmm. A lot of discussion about habits, right? Right,
0: totally. That podcast that I mentioned last week, This Naked Mind with Annie Grace, there was an episode, I can't remember who she was talking to, but she was talking about being really, really mindful of at what point in the process of having a glass or two of wine at night did she start to feel that relaxation takeover? And it wasn't when she took a sip of the wine. It wasn't even when she poured the wine. It wasn't even when she opened the bottle. It turns out that the moment she opened the cabinet to get the glass for the wine was the moment that she felt her body relax.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Because that was the first step towards her perceived relief. I guess so. Her decompression.
0: Right. So Mm
1: -hmm. if you can find ways to
0: supplement or substitute something...
1: I know people that have done dry months and stuff and they'll do like fancy mocktails Mm -hmm. just because it's about the celebratory festive atmosphere more than it is about the alcohol being in the glass. A lot of people say that coffee for them in the morning is more about the ritual than the caffeine. It is a ritual, yeah. Some people will drink decaf because Mm -hmm. they just want that coffee in the morning, but they don't necessarily need the caffeine. Right. And it's the ritual that satisfies them and makes them feel like they're getting their day going more than the caffeine.
0: Yeah, totally. And I agree with that 100%. Drinking for me is all about the ritual. It's all about, you know, I've got a thing in my hand and we're having laughs and we're talking and whatever, we're hanging out. So if the thing in my hand is soda water, you know, when I was pregnant, I did it for nine months at a time, twice. Mm -hmm. And actually before I got pregnant with my oldest, I didn't drink for the six months leading up to that because I was trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And part of me too, given who we were and what we did, you know, we owned a bar Our lives kind of revolved around that lifestyle. I knew that as soon as I stopped drinking, everyone was going to know oh, she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want to tell people immediately. And so it was a preemptive cutting out of the alcohol. And they did. When I first stopped drinking, people did. They were like, oh, you're pregnant. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And I wasn't. And then three months later, they're like, come on, you got me pregnant. I'm like, I mean, you'd fucking know by now, right? I would have told you, Mm -hmm. you'd see something, whatever. And so then when I did get pregnant, I didn't have to worry about that at all. It was great. Mm,
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think you can create that fun, festive atmosphere without alcohol for sure But I do like the flavor and the taste of certain wine and alcohol. And sometimes, you know, like we talked about again in the last episode, I do like how I feel when I've had like a glass of wine after a long, hard day Mm -hmm. or whatever. The decompression component of it is real to me. I think I said the words, it's
0: all about the ritual for me. And that's not entirely fair because I'm with you on that stuff. I like the decompression. I like the taste. I like my Prosecco, not just because it's a glass of man. This podcast
1: is named after booze. Indeed. (laughs)
0: Clearly we like it. We do. So in the past couple years, rather than resolutions, something that we've talked about, because Alicia has insisted, and it was a good idea. So thank you, Alicia, that we kind of come up with a word that would be Mm -hmm. like your theme for the coming year. Mm -hmm. Do you feel differently about that than you do about resolutions?
1: Yeah, I do. I feel like it's less pressure and it's more of just like a consistent reminder. Mm -hmm. You think about that word. I mean, people always say that when you're setting goals or when you're making a resolution, it should be SMART, right? SMART is actually an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-bound. Isn't that like a management strategy for business? Oh, yeah. It's used in professional context all the time and HR... You know, when people are setting goals and performance reviews, it's a common request that they be smart goals. (laughs) So it's kind of funny to see it in the context of resolutions, but I guess it makes sense because it's still a goal. Yeah, it makes sense. So the whole like word of the year thing, it's not that specific, measurable or time bound, but it's achievable and relevant. So yeah, you know, it doesn't fit nicely into that little box, but my word last year Because we went to dinner one night, a big group of us, and Alicia made us all say what our word of the year was, right? And mine was patience because I wanted to like find more patience Mm -hmm. with myself and my life and my kids and parenting and just everything. I just wanted to become a more patient person. And I do feel like I have that has been chemically aided as we've discussed in prior (laughs) episodes. But I actually kind of liked that approach rather than setting the stereotypical New Year's resolution and then abandoning it in February Mm -hmm. or March and then being like, well, that was a joke, you know, right.
0: Um, do you remember what my word was? Cause I don't.
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what your word was. I feel like
0: maybe it was health. That ship went out the window. Wow. Well. <laughs> yeah, I've done it in the past though too. There's a Facebook group that I'm part of, a uh, local moms that I've known for years, and each year they do a, you know, what's your theme going to be for the next year. I just went back and found some of them, and apparently, so for 2016, my theme word was (laughs) detox. (laughs) (laughs) I have to imagine I meant more than just don't drink. I mean, I would have had a, oh, let's see, my son was diagnosed with autism that year, 2015, but I don't remember completely self-medicating. So I bet it had to do with more than just putting toxins in my body.
1: Toxic relationships, toxic thoughts. That could mean a lot of things.
0: At this point, I don't really remember, but yeah, (laughs) Um, the following year, my word was stability because 2016 ended up being a year of complete fucking upheaval and I was ready for some stability. And then I know in another year, the word balance Mm -hmm. was big for me. But yeah, I like that idea that it's something, just a word that can be relevant to you hopefully in more than one part of your life, something you can just keep in mind and try to use as a filter or a lens on what you're doing.
1: It's not necessarily oriented towards a particular word, but isn't that what this whole like mindful movement is about? Yeah, there's a lot of discussion this past year about mindfulness.
0: Well, mindfulness specifically is being very present in the moment now. Mm -hmm. Not focusing on the past or the future, but being very mindful of what's happening right now, this moment. Right.
1: I guess I was still associating it because you're paying attention to Mm -hmm. what's happening in the moment. And so you're still thinking about whether you're behaving the way you want to behave or um, Mm -hmm. bringing in that kind of goal for whatever your approach might be. Yeah, I can see that. Do you have a word for this year? (laughs) Or a resolution? Fuck resolutions. Nope, I sure don't. <laughs> so basically, you still feel the same way about resolutions.
0: <laughs> I do. I do. Generally, I do feel the same way. Yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, there's something about this topic and looking toward the next year that has made me reflect a lot on kind of all of the things we've talked about this mm-hmm. year, you know, starting this podcast. We've looked into a lot of areas, you know, we've, we've read about a lot of things and I've done a lot of self-reflection and it has helped me doing this, this exercise of just having these conversations with you and letting people listen to them has really helped me work through some shit. And I think that maybe armed with some of the tools and knowledge that I've gained from that, it would be more likely that I would stick to something. But I've had so many experiences in the past where it hasn't worked out like it
1: doesn't for most people
0: that I'm a little like skeptical about it
1: still. Does that mean that you're skeptical about yourself and your ability to maintain the resolution or? Oh, yeah.
0: okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess it depends on the resolution. I resolve never to travel to Bulgaria. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Done.
1: (laughs) That's very important and relevant. (laughs) Right. But
0: I know I can make it happen. I think part of it, too, right now is, like, I don't trust that we know what the fuck next year actually looks like. And so it's hard to know. But I guess, you know, the small things at home, I can still. Man, I'm just focused on surviving. Yeah, I don't you know. You look
1: if... very cynical right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I, I, this year's fucking beat me down again. So I'm uh, I'm focusing on what's right around me, you know, and, and appreciating. You know what? Fuck that. My word for next year is appreciation. Okay. That's what it is. I'm going to appreciate everything. Where I've been, how far I've come, my friends, my family, what I have. That's a good one. And even appreciate the challenges and the hardships because you can grow from them. So, yeah. What about you? Picking a word. Let's see. Right now, go.
1: (laughs) So much pressure. I think this is going to sound a little weird, but I'll explain it. I think my word would be remember. Hmm. Because... This year has been so unusual and atypical in so many ways that we, by we, I mean like me and my daughters, have lived life in a very atypical way this year. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things have been different. Some of that is for the better, Mm -hmm. I would say. And so... I don't want when the pandemic is under control, and everyone's pretty much vaccinated, and it's okay to go back to some semblance of life as we knew it. I don't necessarily want to just fall back into some old patterns of things that were stressful or unnecessary, I guess I would say, with how we lived our life before. Yeah, I would like to remember how nice it was to have more time together, more time to relax, less time that is spent running around like crazy. Just embrace the positive changes from this year. Mm-hmm. So, I guess my word would be remember, because if I start feeling us building back up to that chaotic, stressful routine. I'm going to tell myself to remember what it was like to have like a slower pace, not completely slow. I still want us to do things and experience things, but just remember what it was like to have a minute to appreciate, I'll throw your word in there, each other and being still for a minute kind of interested in doing more meditation, because there's so much research that shows that it's really good for your physical health, as well as your mental health. I just think even like a few minutes in the morning or something would be a good way to start the day. I don't know. Yes. Trying to remember what it's like to slow down, appreciate things a little bit more.
0: There's your mindfulness.
1: Yeah center yourself, be mindful, be present, remember to be mindful, not necessarily remember to be that way. But remember what this was like this year to live a different lifestyle. And even just the simple things of like going on a bike ride with my kids Mm -hmm. on a summer night, because we don't have anything else going on. You know, I don't want to lose that kind of stuff that it felt like we never had time for before.
0: Yeah. And remember to leave time to schedule days that we can record a podcast when you get back to your, you know, busy life. Well,
1: (laughs) that's a new priority. So (laughs) yes, this year did
0: provide for that at least.
1: Yeah. Well, fuck. I don't know what else to say about resolutions. You got anything? I think we did it, man. We talked about it. We came up with our own resolutions. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people can take from this what they will. And Throw out the rest. (laughs) Going into the end of this awful year. Yeah. And starting a new one. If you out there
0: come up with a great New Year's resolution or a theme word for next year or some great way to send off this year, I guess, let us know. You can send us those things at com, or reach out on social media. Hit us up in the comments or DM us. Slide into our DMs at Prosecco
1: Theory. You were probably hoping one of my resolutions would be to stop... Having such an attitude about the promo for Prosecco Theory, huh? I mean, the it like, wouldn't hurt. Subscribe, hit all the buttons that are positive.
0: Yeah, it would be better if you would stop it. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to do anything else to agitate you further this evening. Nah, yeah, sassy. Yeah. Just
0: give me more peanut butter M&Ms and a little more Shit's Creek and I'll be fine. Okay. You can okay. do it. We're almost done with this fucking year, guys. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. See you next week.